Blue's Clue. Oh. Man, man, man needs to find a fucking clue. Yeah, damn. Needs Blue. All right. Living like Marlon. Yep. In the reef. <laughs> Address GB, Great Barrier. Great Barrier. All right. That's. All right. Ready? Ready? It's almost six, eight inches. Pick up the first down. High snap. Kelly has to collect it. Makes a desperation heave into traffic. Treadwell. All right, welcome back. Redshirt Seniors Week 11. 11. 11. Been doing this for close. Games keep going down and down. Um, welcome back. Last week uh, was a pretty good week overall. We had guest picker Lewis Rucab on the show. Shout out to him. Came in and went four and two with his picks. Well, five, and five and three. Five and three. Yeah, five and three. Five and three with his picks. Uh, last week I went... 13 and 9 with my picks and ads. Tyler, you went 7 and 4. Yeet. That brings Lewis's total record because he does have to pick every single week. He's at 12 and 5 right now. I am 99, 80, and 1, and you are 71, 58, and 1. Sweet. So pretty good all around. Positive. Our parlay missed by one leg, which sucks. Uh, and we don't was, want to point any fingers, it but. Was uh, it was my log. It was my log. Hey, hey, I did not know. Hey, but that, we, we ride the that game. Cute, that cute. Arkansas was going to go out there and blow a fucking gut at home against Liberty. Yeah. Uh, I guess Hugh Freeze, congratulations on getting the job at Auburn. Yeah, I was about to say, Auburn needs to pick up the phone and call them immediately. If not, they're fucking idiots. Exactly. Um, A couple games. We had three big games, or I guess two big games going into the weekend, and then one that was, holy shit, uh, first one being the game that we all were looking for as a game of the century. That shit fucking stunk. Georgia blew them out. Like, absolutely beat the fuck out of them. I'm not going to say that I was right, but I was right. They they absolutely beat the fuck out of them. And um, I know the score was, you know, minus, like, 14 as, like, a final score, but they actually beat the shit out of them. Uh, the projected score at, at during the second half was about, like, I don't know, 46 points. And um, it, it wasn't ever close. Uh also, for uh, another game that we can look at is LSU hosting Alabama. That was a great field storming. Are you going for two at the end of the game? So, as a coach, looking, for, I love the call. The call, like you know, everyone says it these days, where it's like, oh, like go for two, or uh, you know, fucking like to end the game, especially if you're the worst team or if you're on the road. Uh, but it looked like LSU wasn't the worst team that, that game, and they also weren't on the road. So it's a little bit weird. Uh, also, you can say that, like, during the entire game, like, you know, fucking uh, Alabama went and um, they, uh, whatchamacallit, scored a touchdown on basically, like, a fluky, like, pass interference call. Very, that very was, like, fluky. Weird. So I think that with that, that's the only thing I can say that like it was a weird call in my opinion, um, but uh, I, I like the call. I, I think that they're they're tired and like if you run a play, if you have one play that you think one play is better than everyone else, you're also play. at home. And they ran the most basic elite play. That's won so many you know, teams. So many. Crazy. Like I saw the thing. I hate the guy, but Emmanuel Acho like said it. It was the same exact play that Clemson, Sean Watson, and Hunter Renfro wanted to win the national championship back in '16. Same exact kind of pick oh, yeah. 
three by one motion comeback out route. Like, so that was. And let's what? talk about the kid taking the pylon right away. That too. was hilarious. The kid, the kid just he rips. He said that's mine. He's going to sell that for a lot of money. The kid just rips a corner pylon and just takes off. Like, yeah. just probably on eBay already. So, uh, great win. One question, real quick for you before we get to the next game is the dynasty deck route. No. No. Just because I think if you're not a casual and you follow recruiting and you see like what they have coming in. I think I, I was talking about this the other day with somebody though. I think the dynasty is completely dead, but I don't think it'll get to the caliber. It was a lot to do with NIL and stuff like that. Okay. Is they're not going to be able to keep up uh, producing the rosters that they have in the past where they're going to be able to steal all these guys. Cause I think NIL plays a bigger factor into that, but there's still possibilities and chances that they can still build recruiting classes to make teams that they have had in the past. I just don't know if the consistency will always continuously be there, but I still think that a bad year for Bama being two losses or even possibly three losses is still like, like the Bama standard isn't going to leave. So I, I just think it's going to be harder for him now because of the NIL rules. I think that I, I do agree with your point. And it's like, they still have a top recruiting class, but I don't think the dynasty's dead, but I, I think, because it did take a lot for Alabama to get here, right? Like they've also played every hard game on the road this year. Every right? They haven't the played at home, and it's good and bad because it's like, all right, it did take 109 people in Baton Rouge to beat them. Yeah. It took 102 people. They're on the in, road again this in, week in Tennessee to beat them. Yeah, they exactly. don't play in Tuscaloosa this the year. Thing, I don't fucking get it. The thing is, like, it also <laughs> took them, you know, down to the wire against Texas, who is a good team, but not nearly like a. I would say top contender. Maybe maybe they would be if a couple situations didn't go their way. But like it also took them uh, a worst call ever with Jimbo to beat Texas A and M this year. I it's think the us. dynasty isn't dead, but I think we should check on it. I think it's it's close I, to life support. I agree. I think we might have to check the dynasty in the hospice soon because it's Nick Saban only has ten years max of coaching. If he coaches for ten more years, he will be eighty seven. Like, that's unreal. This is the first time they've had two losses before, before Iron the Iron Bowl since 2010. That's it's just un- crazy. And, well, I mean, the next year they went and won, won the national championship. Still, they're not getting those kind of recruiting classes anymore, and they have so much competition in their division now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. Um, so is LSU a playoff team? Possibly. No. You don't, no. Think, you don't think if they went out, win the SEC championship? Well, if they win the SEC championship, yes. I, I, I just actually – I will put – so like my life on that they won't be Georgia. No, I mean, I I completely. I, agree. I'm actually but, right now. Don't think I don't know if they'll beat Arkansas. But I so the thing about LSU being a shit like a fucking playoff contender is I hate the way that like the rankings are. But because the rankings are the way they are, and the committee is the way they would, they would put LSU. A two loss LSU team isn't better than a one loss Pac-12 champion. Also, isn't better than a Tennessee team that beat the shit out of them in their home stadium. Also, isn't better than whoever comes out of the Big Ten. What if three teams right there? What if what if TCU lost this week on by one point and then goes and blows out everybody else and wins the Big Twelve championship? Yeah, then TCU is also better because they would have to avenge their loss against Texas. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't know. The rankings always get everyone in a befuddle, and people are saying like. We need to explain the playoff. And everyone's saying that. A couple people are saying that we shouldn't because of the regular season. But that's a rant for a different day. But LSU being at seven really still doesn't make too much sense to me. I don't know if they should be ahead of a USC team. 
I don't know if they should be ahead of a UCLA team. UCLA sure as hell shouldn't be that far down. I guess so it should be uh, ahead of – I don't know if they should be ahead of an Ole Miss team either. I I guess they beat them, but, like, they also still lost that first game to Florida State, which we can't forget. Um, But on to the last game, uh, or one of the last games, Clemson goes and gets their fucking ass beat by Notre Dame. Yeah, they got Uh, got destroyed. 35-7. to Um, Such a trap line. It was never close. The craziest trap line in the world. I tripped right over I it. I tripped right. Uh, I put my foot right in it. I said I did not know how Notre Dame would be able to run on this team. Uh, I said the only way Notre Dame would get anything is if they had, you know, a shit ton of yards. Like Drew Pine had his best game. Tyler, guess how many yards for Drew Pine threw? Give me a number. What do you think he threw? 360. He threw for 86 yards, folks. Drew Pine threw for 86 yards. Not even joking. Look it up right now. 86 yards. Pulling it up. Drew Pine, Drew Pine threw for in that game, and they beat the fuck out of Clemson. Now, that is a dynasty that died yesterday or Saturday. Excuse me. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I didn't, I didn't watch that game. I just had the that – was, that was one I just had to track. No, I was so not. basically the game went like this. Clemson goes penalty – Penalty, negative play, penalty, three and out basically. Then goes and kicks a punt, blocked, touchdown, and then it would not get anything going on offense. It pulled DJ midway through the game, put Caden, throws an interception. Can't throw one one pass, one pick. <laughs> then puts DJ right back in. He throws a pick six. Um, Clemson, I think, has a serious coaching problem because all of their assistant coaches – have gone on to other jobs and they haven't tried to get another assistant coach from outside, but they've tried to get promote from within, which is the whole Dabo way. Losing like super royal, losing royal Ven- stuff. Losing Venables is tough on them. It's showing. Um, but yeah, they're uh, they're not doing well at all here. In uh, I don't think that they can survive not dominating the ACC year after year either. They're not a competitive conference. No one wants to go to that school unless you're going to be a national championship contender, and they're not right now. So does this mean FSU has a chance to win the ACC? No, because Clemson has still undefeated in conference play. Are they in the same? They are in the same. Um, and, oh, yeah, it is conference. Dude, and see, North, I was, and you Carolina. always just think Notre Dame's in the ACC. Yeah, and North Carolina is also undefeated in conference. Yep, yeah. okay, so no. Um, so it doesn't matter either way. Um, they would just need some losses. Yeah, they would need some losses gotcha. uh, and some, like, giant losses. Well, I think Clemson could lose this week, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to say anything about the Texas-K-State game? Uh, the only three, thing. Three points in the second half? only thing I want to say is B. John Robinson is a Best running back in college football. It's he not, is. Not even a question. Oh, no, I don't understand how the Blake Corum hype because Blake Corum is also like 5'6". Five, 5'6". Six. Five, six <laughs> He's is, on 6'1", 215. And also plays uh, behind a probably better line in Michigan. Splits carries and has 400 less yards than Bijan, who also splits carries. Bijan still has, what, 1,500 yards. Blake Corum has 1,200. Bijan has more touchdowns. Bijan does everything more of a contributor to his team. Bijan's leading the nation in broken tackles and yards after plays at a better, contact. Plays against better competition week after week. The Big 12, week after week, the middle and the bottom of the Big 12 is way better than the big middle and the bottom of the Big 10. Um, that's just that's just, that's just just all there is. Yeah, I don't so understand offense. how Blake Corum's like, odds for the Heisman are so much higher than 
Bijan Bijan needs to be in the combo. Yeah, he needs. I think he, so too. I, if we win this week and he plays how he did against Kansas State and he doesn't enter the combo, it's just criminal. Yeah, but that's um, that's just my only thoughts on the game is Bijan and uh, Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy ran one of the dirtiest routes back into the corner of the end zone and just absolutely broke Hay State's cornerback's ankles, and it was just disgusting. It looked like some Jay Jettis type shit. The uh, the only thing I can say is that will be a little bit challenging. They only scored three points in the second half. But Nothing they, new. They, it was enough. <laughs> it was enough. Uh, I'll talk about Florida real quick. We played a team of JD players. Um, Doesn't matter. Texas A&M. Fuck Doesn't me. matter. We beat the fuck out of them. Pitched a shutout in the second half. Oh, yeah. um, and scored three touchdowns in the second half as well. You guys just have the best running back throwing the ball for you. Dude, he was good all around. I know, he, he was. was. Good all around. <laughs> I'm actually nervous because I want Andy Richardson to start having bad games so he won't go to the NFL. No, you want him stock, to be good. You want him to go. His stock is going up. No, if Andy Richardson comes back this year, next year we'll have Anthony Richardson, uh, Trevor Etienne, and uh, uh, Montreal uh, Johnson with – or, or Harold, I always get Roshan Johnson and Montrell Harold running back from Florida. Yes. Second string. Um, with a group of really good freshman receivers coming in, that team's going to be dirty. It's going to be a dirty offense. But he may go. He may go. He's a fifth rated on Mel Kuyper's I was about right to say, And Mel Kuyper's just absolutely reefed. Like, like, he is. I don't know, bro. He was pulling away from defensive backs, five star defensive backs. Anthony Richardson was. He ran at 21-mile-an-hour top speed. I'm not saying that Anthony Richardson doesn't deserve to be up there. I'm just saying Mel Kuyper is reefed. Gotcha. Um, all right, let's get into the preview this week. Uh, Texas hosting TCU. Teach, give me your thoughts on this game. College game day. College Second game time day. in Number Austin. Number 18, Texas. In the, in the students finally get what they want. They wanted a primetime mm-hmm. night game. I expect uh, Sark has already told Del Conte um, that he's going to have to open up the stadium early because they've already sold out and there's not DKR, DKR is going to be sold. There's going to be 105,000 people there. I think we talked about it in one of our previous episodes. TCU doesn't play in front of crowds more than 45,000 people. That is true. We are about to double the size of that. Like they're not going to be able to hear shit. Um, they let up like 200 rushing yards last week to a weak Texas Tech team. And Bijan, I mean, it, this just screams Bijan game. This screams another Bijan two hundred yards. This we need to we, we're going to keep the ball on the ground. That's how we've been winning. Quinn's arm is still developing. He's still trying to find himself in the offense. He's not bad. He's just not great, and he still needs to manage some games. But I, dude, I, I hate that we're favorites. This was the one time I wanted us to be underdogs, so I could There's finally have no underdog way. odds. A but, couple of stats: uh, TC is the only team in the nation to. Average over 300 passing yards and 200 rushing yards every single game this season. Um, and they also, even though they might not start off hot, they play to Texas's strength in being able to go down and come back. And then they come back in like five games. That is year. what's scary. And so the one thing is that Texas, they start hot, they can get up, but they have a tendency, it seems like they're almost not old enough, not experienced enough. To finish a game. Our defense is just so thin, too. It's It seemed like I'm not touching this game as of right now. I'm not touching this game. If I did, I would touch Texas first half. It's the only thing I would touch. But uh, also with Quentin Johnson out, that like it's going to be questionable to a game time decision. So he makes a huge factor in 
whether or not TCU can like throw the ball. Yeah. But I don't ever want to count out Max Duggan. They've burned me too many times betting against TCU. Um, nah, fuck it. I Texas though they've been ranked consistently in the FEI and FPI ratings in the top ten this entire season. So that shows you something of why they're seven point favorites uh, hosting number four team already slotted for a playoff spot right now. The only thing is, I just hope if we win, we don't storm the field. I hope what we are that one class organization that like we just don't like only poverty. They said so. They say only, only poverty. poverty. Schools storm the field. I just hope to God we don't. If we do, I'll probably be hyped because I'll be drunk and I'll be happy in the moment that we just beat a top five team in the nation, no matter who it is at what time. But I think also don't storm the field. The one thing as well, now that I'm thinking about it, because uh, I was thinking of like Texas, when did they, you know, they didn't give up a first half lead to Alabama and other teams. All those first half leads have been away. Texas Tech, Kansas State, it's, Oklahoma State. We've notoriously been on the road. It's, it's been on the road. It's, it's, we, we just can't close games on the road. And this past game against Kansas State was fucking sketch, dude. They almost came back and did it, but our defense held. Mm-hmm. Made a great play. We won. But, dude, it's just when we're at home, it's completely different. Like, we know how to play in front of our environment. Like, we know what we're with. Like, I just, I just don't see us. It's if we do notoriously lose to TCU though, and that's why I'm scared. Yeah, like, we just notoriously lose. Seems to Seems like a TCU, and we beat them last year. Everyone's counting them out. There's not that many stories left in college football that are remaining true, and maybe the Horn Frogs pull off one more. They win this game. I think they solidify their playoff spot. For, I mean, they have to go on the road to Baylor, so that's gonna be tough too. But then they play Texas again, neutral site. I think that's a better game for them. Quinn Johnson back, so we'll see. Um, the second game is the. SEC game of the week on CBS. Um, Alabama going to Oxford to play number 11, Ole Miss. Number 10, Alabama, I should say. Going to play number 11, Ole Miss. Or excuse me, number 9 versus number 11. Right? So I forgot Clemson's there at 10 for some fucking reason. Um, The line right now is at, what, 11? 11 or 12. 11 or 12 12, right 12 is the last time I saw it. Um, and over under should know this. Is that something? But we uh, – 64 and a half. 64 and a half. What do you think initially when you think about this game? I mean initially I want to just slam Bama because like it's Bama. Mm-hmm. But do, do we have the notion of is Bama still Bama? Like we were just that's talking I, about, the I about the dynasty. Thing. I also got to think you have to think a little bit about these kids who went to Alabama – especially a lot of the ones that are going to be graduating and going to the NFL, they go to Alabama to win a national championship. And right now they're pretty much out of the national championship. LSU would have to lose two more games for them to go to the SEC championship. Which isn't impossible. And which is, isn't impossible, but it's really hard. Are these kids checked out? Do, did these kids pretty much quit on the season? Are they punting on the season? And like, pretty much just like taking it as it is. I'm not saying they're going to lose the game, but are they going to blow out Ole Miss? That's a fair point. I do. I mean, I do think it's a good amount of points, especially with Ole Miss playing at home. It being a three thirty game, like, is a little bit Ole different for me. Yeah, which does help because they were a little banged up. Mm-hmm. They have been banged up. Um, I don't know. I, I I I do agree with what you're saying. Like, it's just so hard to take Alabama right now after everything that's like been happening, which is crazy to say that two losses against two great teams is enough for us to be like. Fuck Bama. Like, we're over Bama. Like, this, they're too sketchy for us. But, like, it is true. The, the only thing is, like, the, their pass rush is all right. 
Um, Will Anderson has been a pretty big. He's been big. Down. No, I, he still like is he's top still, five in he, all quarterback pressuring metrics in like the nation. Um, let down, he's, he's let like down for what, like, let down for what we expected. Yeah. yeah, that's what I like. He's still fantastic. So, like, no, yeah, I'm he's not the number one pick. Probably, I'm, I'm not going to knock. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk bad about him, but like for what we expected, like we're sitting here saying Dark Horse first defensive player to win it. I put twenty on it. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I was, I was right there with you. Like I thought this dude was just going to like two sacks a game, like fucking just obliterating everybody. Like obviously thinking Alabama undefeated, but you know, it's not the case. Not the case. What I think could happen, uh, if you remember, going back to last year, uh, they played at Bryant Denny. Uh, Ole Miss went. With a better Alabama defense, I would say, and a better Alabama offense for sure. Uh, they went on their first drive. So every team comes out with a script. That script is usually their first drive, first 15 plays. Yeah, first say, 15 right? plays. So Ole Miss went 16 plays, 95 yards, went it forward on fourth down and didn't get it. Now, I would say that this Ole Miss team is probably a little bit better on offensively overall with Quinshawn Junkins and Zach Evans, and I think Jackson Dart and um, who's the guy now? Uh, or who's the guy? Yes, I think ja- I think Jackson Dart's playing. Jackson Dart and who's the quarterback line? Line the quarterback last year for Ole Miss. Oh, the guy with the tattoos. Oh, Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Very similar. <laughs> I was players, like, wait. Right? So I think they're yeah. a little bit better. Uh, I like the first half over thirty-one here. I think with off of a bye, I think that Ole Miss can come out hot, but I think Alabama will probably extinguish that and I think Bryce Young will still get his points against the number 67th rated defense in the nation um but yeah, number eight, top top 15 offenses going against each other I like Bama team total over at 36 and a half too. okay yeah that's not a bad one as well um I think this game is weird to see who's gonna win who's gonna cover score because you just don't know what Alabama team's gonna come out there agreed but uh two losses in the last three weeks yeah two two field storms in the last three weeks yeah, that's crazy crazy um, all right, now on to third game, uh, going down to the Big Easy. Uh, Tulane is hosting UCF. This is a huge game in the American Conference. Uh, basically going to decide who's going to win this American Conference. Um, Tulane's ranked 17th right now in the CFP, and UCF is ranked 22nd. Um, I was looking at some of these like statistics that they have, and on Football Outsiders looking at like their FBI scores and stuff. And they're like the same fucking team. Oh, identical. Um, they're identical. They both have relatively all right quarterbacks that are transfers. They've got all right receivers. They've got a pretty good defense. And they have coaches who have had higher fitting jobs, Gus Malzahn and Willie Fritz, uh, down to mid-major programs that are coming up right now. So UCF, though, as I've watched them more this season, they're the fucking most volatile team ever because they can get blown out by who Louisville was. Yeah get blown out by Louisville, and then come back and put 70 on – was that? UConn, U- I think. No, Navy or Tulsa, one of the two. Right? Yeah, Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa, was Tulsa. Tulsa, who's not a bad team and took Tulane down to the wire the other week. Um, so what I'm going for in this game is fun. So I, I'm going to say over 54 is my play. Um, I have the same play. I think John Reese Plumley is pretty good. Um and I think Tulane, uh, as well with uh, their home crowd advantage coming from being the only good thing in New Orleans this year, uh, will be all right. Um, I agree. Yeah. So 
I think over 54, I don't have too much on this game because I don't know. Like, um, I don't know what we can, like, I just don't know what you, I don't know too much. I haven't watched UCF too much, but it's a big game. And I think we should have talked. About I don't it. know what UCF team we're going to get. So that's why I will, that's why I just don't know. I like the over though, too. Give me a yeah. fun game. Give me a fun game to watch. I mean, Tulsa's, our two lanes last opponents have scored, uh, 24, 31, and 28 on them. Uh, they've won all those games. Um, UCF has scored 41, 70, 34, and 25 in the last four. Um, I think this game is, yeah. I think it's going to be a track meet. Um, and I think even if it's not a track meet, it's just too close to where 54 points doesn't stand a chance because it will be close at the end. Mm-hmm. So teams will have to score to keep going. Um, but uh, other than that, let's uh, let's – Bring it over to our good friend who's not here anymore. Or not not here anymore. I don't want to talk about this. He's dead. He actually hit last week on his lock. But uh, we haven't had a fade loose in a minute. And I'm feeling real fady. Um, we're going to call him and just give him his lock. We are calling him tonight. We're not calling him? Lewis is unavailable to talk on the phone tonight. He, he got a bitch over? He, no, no, no. Uh. <laughs> no, he, he, he sent me a, a last second. I'm sorry I had the bail text. Really? Yeah, he, he said he had some pop. Yeah, he I said he had some. There's just I I would uh, that the, the <laughs> odds of that the odds of that are Will Anderson Heisman bet. We got we got we have to call an audible. Do we call him? Hewitt? Justin? No. Do we call Jake Hewitt? No. I, well, no, 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 no. Because Lewis has earned his flowers on the, on our on show. show. Yeah. He sure. sent me his pick. He said tell. He said just Did release this to us? the pod. We didn't call anybody. We had Lewis in the studio. Yeah. No, but didn't. No. You so were just drunk and not there, being a great. We did call him. Wait, no, we didn't. No, we didn't call him. Mm-hmm. We didn't call him. We called Corey Carson. We could call Corey Carson. Corey, call Corey. Give me your phone. Yeah. He probably doesn't answer though. No, I mean, we'll see. And if not, we'll take Lewis's. If pick. not, we'll throw Lewis's pick on there. Yeah, bad podcast. Uh, okay. This is Lewis's fault. This is an audible. Corey Johnson. <laughs> That's not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is also my which is also my roommate, but the name of his contact in the phone. Big buddy Tonka. Corey, Corey's gonna tell us uh, coastal no matter what. Some even answer. with Grayson being hurt. Okay, yeah, Corey. Corey Corey, no answer, Carson. Um, okay, but to to go off what Lou likes. This week, Lewis is taking the Auburn Tigers over the Texas A&M Aggies. And I will be fading the shit out of that one. I will be trailing that. Eli is fading that. Um, uh, I, I think Auburn I, – I, I don't know. Maybe they get the, the – Cadillac the, is getting a dub as head the, coach. The interim coach bump. But they do, bro. They get the signature. Uh, I think Connor Wagner's got to all over them. Especially like – Is he going to play? The, the flu is like a, a – But is Haynes King not going to – you know, Connor Wegman's easily the starter. He threw for three thirty-eight. No, I know. Game. Yeah, but like Jimbo could be reefed. No, no, no way. Oh, Connor Wegman's gonna play this game. They're gonna get eighteen of their like second or their two rotation deep players back. They would have beat Florida, to be honest. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say that they would have beat us because they they literally lost because they didn't have I, the depth. I don't know. Um, so I'm gonna take Texas A&M. So. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so you want to get into our cards? Yeah, let's let's do that. Um, just because, uh, yeah. So, 
Um, I will. You want to start off because I have a lot of plays that are going to be added, and I also have a lot of plays that I've been giving you guys on Instagram with my Mac Monday and Tuesday. Yesterday, which was Monday, right now in real life, or whenever you're hearing this, was Monday. Um, no, no, I, today's, today's not Monday. Oh, excuse me. Tuesday, Wednesday, Mac plays. Yeah. Excuse me. So yesterday, which was Tuesday, uh, I went three. Uh, yesterday, which was Tuesday, I went three and one. You bought. Um, no, 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 I'm just. And then you said today was Monday. I know. We're just saying. No, yeah, yeah. Shooting this on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. All right. Whatever. And then right now, I'm on three <laughs> Mac plays, but. You want to give your card first? Probably significantly like less than mine. Uh, yeah, I don't have a huge, uh-huh. huge, huge card. Um, I got FSU minus seven against oh. Syracuse. I, I, FSU just looks really good. Like they played like almost a near flawless game last week against Miami. And I know Loved my, it. I know Miami sucks, but like Loved they, it. they. Looked... I, I might hate Miami more this year than FSU. Yeah. Um, I've got the over in the Missouri Tennessee game. I've got Tennessee minus twenty and a half as well. I see Tennessee just stomping them. Okay. Um, I got Florida minus eight against South Carolina. South Carolina's a bunch of bums. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Southern Miss plus five against Coastal, just due to the fact that Grayson McCall is out. Okay. Grayson McCall. If you watch any of their games, Grayson McCall is the only reason they win games because he drags him, drags him by the balls to win games. So that's why I've got Southern Miss plus five, strictly due to that injury. And I want to see if I don't know if Coastal's a good enough team to hang without him. Um, over fifty four in UCF. Uh, Tulane, Texas minus seven against TCU. Colorado plus 34 against USC, strictly because USC can't cover a can't large cover spread and can't blow out a team to save their life. Um, Wake Forest minus three and a half okay. against uh, UNC. It's a weird line, right? It is. It is. I've got uh, Stanford and Utah over 53 and a half. Um, and then I've also got Texas Tech minus three and a half against Kansas. I think Kansas is just partying way too hard that they've made a bowl game and they're just happy at that. And like, they're kind of reached like the pinnacle of their season. So I think that Texas tech is going to kind of bring them down to earth and just never know, bro. The seven, big 12 is so weird. You do never like, know. Anyone in the big 12 can win at any moment at, at like, it doesn't matter. And like, I'm just thinking it's going to be Texas tech yeah, no, at I, home, I at home at seven o'clock in Lubbock. I just think that that place is going to be rocking and that they're going to beat Kansas. Yeah. Um, do you, you want to save your lock for the end? Yeah, I'll save my lock okay. for the end. Um, all right. So like I said, uh, yesterday, which was Tuesday, which we figured out, um, I went, uh, three and four or I mean, excuse me, three and one, three for four. Uh, I had ball state plus 11, Ohio minus two and a half. I'm under in the Eastern Michigan, our Akron game and Akron plus six and a half. Um, today, which is Wednesday, I am on. Buffalo plus two and a half, Penn State versus Bowling Green under fifty six and a half, and Western Michigan money line. Um, follow Instagram because the Pickums have been pretty good on action this this year. Yeah. Uh, knock on some wood, knock on a dick real quick. Yep. Um, They've been really good. Yeah, and so the rest of the card, I got some weird games uh, that I'm going to go to, but Penn State. Uh, going to they're or, playing Maryland. Yeah, right? they're playing. They're excuse me. They're Maryland's going to State College. Yeah. Uh, Penn State is right now. It's uh minus ten. I brought it down to nine and a half. Um, Raheem uh Jarrett is questionable for the game. He's their best receiver for Maryland. Maryland's lost a couple weird games this year. 
I don't think that they can hang with Penn State that can control the ball on the ground. Uh, I like Penn State minus nine and a half. Uh, I'm also on Arkansas. This is strictly because I've been getting fucked by Las Vegas this this, this year. This is a Vegas play? This is a strictly Vegas play. Nothing in my heart except for the fact that my dad is from Malvern, Arkansas. makes me root for Arkansas in the Battle of the Boot um, or think that Arkansas can win this game. They're honestly all banged up. KJ Jefferson is probably more hurt than, than we all think. Yeah. But there's no way this line should be three points. That doesn't make any sense. Vegas is on. Vegas is reached. So I bought a, a point or a half point and I made it three and a half. I think they might lose by field goal. It's in Fayetteville. Rivalry game. Throw out your scripts when these two teams get together or whatever cliche you want to say it. Arkansas. Um I'm on Wake Forest, North Carolina, over 77. I like that. Um, we got the number 10 ranked offense in uh, UNC going against the 50th ranked defense in Wake Forest. Um, I think UNC, Drake May, can score on anyone. And then we also have Sam Hartman, who I think can also score on anyone, going against the 118th ranked defense in the nation in UNC. So I think that this game is going to be – Offense v. Offense. Offense v. Offense v. Offense. This Doesn't may be the SMU-Houston game this week. Exactly, which I will get to <laughs> on why I'm so favorably on Tanner Mordecai and SMU. Uh, that game was crazy, by the way, if you didn't see. Uh, Tanner Mordecai accounted for 10 total touchdowns. And Clayton Toon— Like seven in the first half, too, Yeah, right? Clayton Toon threw six touchdowns and lost by double digits yeah. in the game. That's fucking unreal. <laughs> uh, I'd be so good. <laughs> so then uh, I have Mississippi State— uh, plus 16 and a half. This is strictly because it's a letdown spot for Georgia. Also think that – I said this at the beginning of the year that I think old Mississippi State has a weird – like Georgia doesn't play well against the air raid offense. Um, that's Mike Leach, the father of the air raid offense. Um, I think that they could struggle a little bit with having someone like Will Rogers spread the ball out that much even though they kind of did just play more vertical version of the air raid offense with Tennessee. Um, but Mississippi State plus 16 and a half, whatever, maybe I've earned money there. Um, Florida State minus eight. That's it. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Nothing um, else It's senior night in Gainesville. Um, be a lot of emotions going around. You South Carolina, those wins that they had versus like Arkansas versus Kentucky, uh, those were fraudulent wins because they played no fucking quarterbacks. So they were all hurt. Um, I think South Carolina is a very fraudulent team, and I think that they won't make a bowl. Let me sit, put that on record. I don't think they'll make a bowl. They have five wins right now? I think they – Four or five? They have five – I think they're five and four, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. could just eat my words. They're six and three. Never mind. They automatically make bowl. <laughs> they will make the Music City Bowl at six and six. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Florida will make a bowl this week, though. Um, Colorado plus 34. USC hasn't covered a spread since week seven. Yeah. That was a Utah game. Then if we go back before that, they haven't covered since, uh, I think, week two. They don't cover spreads. Um Notre Dame versus Navy, uh, under 39.5, just because it's the lowest under on the board. And I took it last week with Army-Navy, which hit – or Army, not Army-Navy, Air Force Army, which hit at under 39.5, could have hit at under 30. Yeah. Um, this system. game just screams under. I don't know if system play. will score a point. Um, UCF versus Tulane, I got over 54. Like I said, things that may attract me. SMU team total over 45. You have to. Uh, you have to, right? You have to. Like I said, Tanner Mordecai, who should be on everyone's draft board, rising up, even though he's only a junior. We'll see if he comes out. 
Um, transfer. Transfer from Oklahoma. They're playing at USF. USF just fired their coach. Um, I don't know. As in you might fucking hang triple digits on these boys. They're so potent another, on the offense. Another 70 piece? Maybe another 70 piece. And you know they're looking for it, right? Because they want to do we're going to get near these records for Tanner Mordecai to meet oh, all yeah. season. Oh, yeah. Um, then last play, Western Kentucky minus 13 against Rice. Uh, they beat the shit out of Charlotte last last weekend. Rice also blows. Um, Rice sucks dick this year. <laughs> Rice always um, blows. And so both Charlotte it's and Rice 70s. are lower in the like bottom 15 in the nation in defense. I just think it doesn't matter how much Rice scores. Western Kentucky will score two more touchdowns than that. Uh-huh. So those are my plays. I do have a lock. Um, but Tyler, what is your lock for this week? Uh, my lock is actually the FSU minus seven. Minus seven against Syracuse. Okay, I think it'll be tough. I think it could be a sweat, but I like it's that's my lock. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ride that. I I think I'm gonna add that one to my card real quick. FSU minus seven and a half. I'm gonna add that minus one. Seven, no half. half. All right, FSU minus seven. Um, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got. I'm on pit by two points minus two and a half. Against Virginia in Charlottesville, um, I think this pit team is really good. They just beat the shit out of uh, like a really – I don't know if I should say really good, but like decent Syracuse team last week, giving uh-huh. them the third loss in a row. So uh, that's why I like them. Um, by the two points, um, yeah, that's my card. So do you want to get to the gentleman's bet of the week? Yes. So where are we going, Tyler? For the gentlemen's bet, where, where, what game are we going to? We are going to New Orleans. Let's go. We are going to the game we've talked a New lot about. We've, we've talked about the game that we don't want to choose a side, but we're going to choose a side. Yes. I think this is easy. Like, doesn't matter which side you're on. Just, like, pick a side, pick your favorite color and kind of thing. And I am on the Knights, right? Yeah. And as, a, yeah. as an Orlandonian, mm-hmm. this hurts. Yeah. Because I feel like you probably hate UCF though. I don't. I, don't? I grew up going to UCF football games and True. stuff. Like okay. I, I, I live down the street from UCF, so okay. like I, I graduated in the arena. Like, Shit. like I'm like right there. Yeah, that's why it's like tough. But There's some, like you just don't frat parties like even high school like for UCF. Nah, you pub pub and lib. True. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. You're a pub rat. Seventeen. I mean, you gotta have your fun somewhere. Yeah. Right. Okay. But no, I, uh, dude. I mean. I just – it literally came down to home field advantage. Like that was like what came in my factor for deciding. Like UCF has won some really big games the past two weeks. Beating Memphis and beating Cincinnati is like really big. Mm-hmm. I think especially beating Cincinnati with all of Cincinnati's success recently mm-hmm. and with them making it to the playoffs after they didn't make it to the playoffs in the same situation. Like that really – it did mean something to them. Like yeah. being able to beat them and say like we got you. Um and I think Tulane is in another spot where they're really going to have some fire under their ass and want to. But I just don't see them pulling it out on the road after two big games. I feel like they're in a letdown spot here. I honestly wish this was game day. I'm I'm glad that this that my team is college game day. This game should be college this game, game day. It's 17 versus 22. This is a, Both this is are a really good team. Great matchup. Uh, UCF has two losses. Tulane has one yeah, this year. But I'm, Tulane beat Kansas State this year. Like, I'm riding. I'm riding Tulane. I think their the resume is just slightly better, and they're at home. I'm that is where I'm at. John Reese Pumley is going to go absolutely 
sicko mode on these guys. He's probably going to throw uh, for 200 or 300 rush for 500. To be honest, we figured out this gentleman's bet like five minutes before we started recording, so I have no facts as I usually have to like back up my gentleman bet argument. But GKCO, um, let's go Knights. One time uh, I went to Orlando and had a really fun time. Uh, so I'm going to take that as maybe one, one of the situations that it oh, is. You had a but, fun time. Uh, I love Cross Malzahn. He's coaching a national, national championship game. He was an office coordinator in an African championship like, team. He knows how to play in a big game. Give me the Knights. And the punishment will be... A beer mile. A beer mile. We'll do it for real this time. You'll find it on our TikTok yes. and our Instagram reel. Exactly. And- uh, we will also be doing a packing chip this week sometime on our be looking for that drop i will be doing it because i don't have eight hours to go sit in a waffle house as i'm a deprived student yes that uh doesn't need to fail western michigan to the cows to the house oh dude we're up oh is that that the second half kickoff yes oh let's go that's even better all right big time yeah but yeah i don't know so beer mile um be looking for all that we'll be dropping all of our picks and everything but uh let's be perfect let's go